Hello, everyone. I'm Matilda, host of Coffee with Matilda, a journey to self. And today I'm back with another episode of Relationship Secrets with John Freeman. Hello, John. Hello, Matilda. <laughs> How are you? Here again. How's the weather? I'm good, thank you. <laughs> well, we're, it's, it's turning autumn here, but mm -hmm. actually it's nice. It's bright here today, so uh, we're ha still having a bit more sun, just not so much warmth. Well, I don't know what happened to this year. We don't even realize the, uh, the seasons. <laughs> it's going very fast. <laughs> we didn't enjoy the summer that much. <laughs> Well, today's topic is a very exciting topic, um, John. I feel lots of people can, it can be interesting for a lot of people as well. We're going to talk about porn and the effect of porn on us in our relationship or just, I mean, even on single people as well. So I'm very interested to see what is your take on it because um, I've done some research and in my research, when I, I realized there is um, both sides, they argue the both sides, good and bad part of it. And I want to see how you think porn affect us on human beings. Okay, so the core of how I view porn is that it messes with people's heads. Mm -hmm. I don't have anything against it. It's not a moral issue. I have no, nothing to say against people watching porn it's about the conclusions people draw from what they see in porn mm -hmm. because today I, I feel that it's kind of become the way that people get their sex education and sometimes they're getting that they're getting those pictures presented really uh, young before they've Got any ability to handle it, so it does. Uh, if I have a strong negative, it's around the availability of porn to people who are uh, really um, too young to know what to do with it. But that's not really what I want to talk about uh, here. It's my perception that what you get in porn is a particular way of presenting how women's sexuality functions, how men's sexuality functions, what women expect of men, what men expect of women, that doesn't serve who people really are and what leads to a quality of uh, depth and fulfillment in a sexual relationship. It, it's interesting because um... Yeah, it's, uh, because, you know, in my studies, some of them, they were saying it's a very good tool because it can help people to navigate their depression in a way. Um, is that possible? To sorry, to navigate their... To navigate their depression because, you know, it's an energy, you're releasing this energy. And, you know, it's helping you to not think maybe on certain uh, uh, topics. And you're just, you know... Um, you're fulfilling your sexual needs in a way um, in order to go out and find a pre <laughs> someone to have sex with you can have it um, in your home and it's not problematic at all to some degree I go along with that I'm, a, I'm a, in all in favor of people who are having difficulty 
getting any kind of sexual uh, gratification at all, having something that helps with that. Mm. I think it's, uh, it's quite difficult to, to, to know what people are, are doing in the privacy of their own homes, but they're, the, I think for people who aren't in a relationship and particularly for men, the danger with porn is that it can become addictive. And there's certainly evidence that one of the things that does happen with men who are using porn as their main way of sexual satisfaction is that it gets them into a place where they need more and more stimulation all the time. And they're kind of flipping from image to image and they've got to have lots and lots of, I mean, it's a, it's a wonderful industry if you're on the sales side of it because it really generates its customers need uh, almost as a, a drug does. But the, what it does to men in terms of uh, how it affects the body is eventually that addiction comes to the point where you need so much stimulation in order even to, to maintain an erection or to be able to uh, ejaculate that it turns uh, it, it turns men into or it takes men into a place where they actually become impotent and that for for men who are not in a relationship or who are using porn when they are in a relationship but they're not having the amount of sex that they think they would like in the relationship what that can create is a, a situation where they're no longer able to have a successful relationship with their partner when they do have sex because the level of stimulation that they need just simply, it, it, you know, that's not available in a, a real sexual encounter. encounter. And, you know, th this is a recognised uh, recognized phenomenon. The, the, the good thing to know about it is that at least... Uh, it is reversible because uh, if men stop watching porn for a month or six weeks and uh, stop all the kind of intense activity that goes with that, their bodies will return to normal and they will be able to have a normal level of uh, potency and ability to achieve an erection. So that's one of the very clear downsides for, of porn for single people. I don't. I haven't seen the same evidence uh, quoted for women, and I actually don't exactly, know yeah. whether women, even to the, anything like the same degree, use porn no. in that way. One of the things that's very clear. I mean, I you know, I've it's it's a a while since I uh, have watched enough porn to know what is currently being put out the trend what's the trend for now <laughs> I, yeah um what always used to be true is that porn actually most porn is made for men it's made in order to turn mm. men on rather than women it's not um it's not directed at women and there are some uh well there used to be some people who were who said they were making porn that was meant to be uh, equally for women but really there's so much about the way it's made which uh, is very much around um, 
physicality and stimulation. It doesn't take anybody into the place of uh, the emotional relationship that is underneath good sex or, or a deep, long-lasting, sustainable sexual connection between people. Um, you know, it's the very opposite of what you would discover if you spent time reading or learning about tantric approaches to to sex. I mean, so much of what you have to do in a film, for instance, you know, it's it's firstly, it's really important that there's activity all the time, that somebody's moving. And there's a lot about the best and deepest and most satisfying sex, and certainly about tantric sex, which involves a lot of stillness and a lot of the energy relationship between people uh, and the flow of, uh, of emotion. And there's a lot about the way sex has to be filmed, which means that the man has to kind of separate from the woman, otherwise you don't get the pictures that people want yeah. to see. Yeah. So the closer your bodies are, the less effective that is from a filmmaker's point of view. You can't actually, you, you can't see anything happening or you can't see enough happening. And a lot of that starts to create an image in people's minds of this is what good sex is supposed oh. to look like. And there is nothing in it which te teaches them what my perspective is on what good sex looks or feels like. So there's lots more I can say, but I'll give you a chance to ask another question before I do. It's interesting. Um, so I was getting for this interview with you and I was like, let me see if there is any documentaries. So I've seen one documentary yesterday about porn industry. So they take three men who are addicted to porn and they take them to from different parts of the world. They take them to um, Hollywood. I think they're recording most of this um, or Hollywood area. I'm not in LA anyways. So they take them there to the porn studios. So they actually, some of them even got to the, got the chance to meet the porn star that they really like. And it was interesting shift that these men, when they see really what's happening in the scene and in the studio, they realize it's all a show. It's all a show, this porn star that they think of her in this glamorous way or in this desirable way. It's just a re regular woman at the end of the day, regular woman that you see in the streets. And in the, but in that studio, in that particular moment, she's this diva of sex. <laughs> and, uh, and actually they realize this woman there, or the men as well, they're in set for eight hours and they're doing, it's a, it's a production. And it's a heavy and painful for a man and a woman, both sides. So they saw the ugly side or the reality side of porn industry. And they even interviewed this woman or the porn stars that they really like. And it was sad. And then they, at the end, they realized these women are a, someone's sister, is someone's mother, someone's, I don't know, lover, daughter, and the feelings that they get before beforehand, they, it changed. And it's interesting because they were saying 
porn never allowed them to have full, uh, fulfilling relationships in real life because no woman can compete to the porn star that you're watching. I mean, the level of activity, I mean, they're expert in what they're doing and obviously it's not real. That's why they can perform and have a show like that. In real life, that's not a woman. I mean, a woman cannot be that. So Absolutely. by watching a lot of porn from men's point of view, your perception of a ideal partner changes. And it's an unfortunate, and actually for women as well, um, it was sad because when women are starting watching porn and they're trying to compete with this woman so they can satisfy their man, at home, it becomes a very toxic um, role model because just to look like one of a porn star, it's a lot of work. That's why lots of women, maybe they go through surgeries to have a certain body type so they can attract more men because they think um, men like this kind of a woman, porn stars, so they should look like one kind of. So they can attract yes. more men or they can attract their partner. Um, so it's sad for women in a way. But in another way, if women can, in another study you were showing, if porn industry can, can show women how to connect with their body, how to connect with their emotions and the body and how to masturbate more, they can start loving their body more. They can start loving their, um, there is a lot of tabooness about sex and pleasure for women in different cultures, especially. If these women can be comfortable with that element that they can masturbate, it's okay for a woman to masturbate. It's okay for a woman to have a desire for sex. Then porn can be a good thing for women. So it's interesting how these different studies was there. And it kind of, in my conclusion, was like it's how you use this, it's a tool, and how you want to use it kind of idea. I'm, <laughs> I'm all in favor of, of what you're saying in terms of women being given uh, information and tools which help them understand certainly about uh, lifting the, the, the the taboos and the all, all the negative things that have been present in society and religion about what sex is and i'm all in favor of, of the kind of more educational videos that will take people there they're not what i class as porn because porn for me is is not an educational process <laughs> and the, the 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 trouble with with what happens in porn is that it's constructed around the the core idea that a woman's job is to make or the woman's job in as a porn actress is to make the man who is watching feel like he is the man in the movie so her job is to act as if she is getting fantastic ple pleasure from everything and as an actress she it doesn't matter whether she's enjoying it or not. So her job yeah. is to fake that. Exactly. And 
so th there's a, a couple of things that come from that one is that the way that the, the way that women are showing themselves as receiving pleasure is actually built around what the porn industry knows will uh, turn on men who are watching it's not built around what actually happens for a real woman in a real relationship oh, wow. who is discovering her body mm. and so it doesn't it doesn't teach anyone uh, or it doesn't teach any woman mm. how to get in touch with this is what i like this is what makes me feel good and uh, you know uh, my my sexual experience doesn't doesn't exactly run to a huge sample but it's enough that what i know is that no two women are alike no two women want the same thing no women are turned on in the same way everybody's diff everybody's body is different and there's no there's a certain kind of formula to porn in which all women behave the same way and they're all turned on by the same things. Mm -hmm. And so there's nothing which would teach you as a female viewer anything about discovering, oh, this is the kind of touch I like. Or even in, in recognizing that today, what I would, what will turn me on is raunchy sex. Whereas on another day, what will turn me on is slow and tender and deep sex. And to be aware of the flow of your own, your own body and your own needs and what truly takes you to a place of pleasure and, and bliss. And if, given that men are particularly ignorant because nobody none of us are taught what it truly takes to please a woman if the woman is not capable of knowing her own body enough to to, to guide her man into you know i feel good with that touch or i don't feel good with that touch you actually have to educate your partner Typically, I mean, you, unless you're really, really lucky and find a, a man who is naturally sensitive, who is really listening, who is really paying attention to your body when he is making love and he's truly observing what works for you. Which is possible. But it's not in, you know, porn doesn't put that is in my, men's mindsets as, OK, that's actually my job as a man is to learn what's going to turn you on. So it doesn't. Yeah. do anything to help enhance people's relationship when they're together in their learning of each other and the continuous deepening and expansion of a sexual relationship and also and also uh, putting the value that oh my god i have it's a pleasure to give a pleasure to the the partner so let me understand who she or he is so i can give him or her the way that he likes it so he can enjoy it so he can have all these amazing feelings and connection to you know a beautiful ecstasy yes so that's a that's a joint process that has to be happening for both from both people in, in yeah. the relationship and it, and that's no difference if you know if you had a gay relationship it's no different if, yeah. it, it's two people learning about 
each other. Actually, in this documentary, it was funny because one of the men was gay and um, and he really, really loved this porn star. Um, when he went and met him, he was a straight guy in real life. But he's gay in porn. He does porn for gay men. And he doesn't have any intercourse or anything. It was just so it's show so this gay guy was like oh my god so all of this that i'm seeing it's fake <laughs> so he was very disappointed about this porn star it's like i could never imagine that but it's interesting it's interesting because you know and also there was a, a prostitute that was saying by porn industry their business is down too because men instead of if they're interested in it, or maybe they're single or they're interested in this kind of uh, sexual in encounters, uh, they don't like to go and see um, a prostitute that much because in their comfort of home, they can, without any hassle and without any expense, to be honest, uh, it's not expensive compared to hiring someone. So this uh, prostitute was complaining about porn industry. And uh, so it was very, funny. it was a little bit funny for me, but uh, it's interesting to see that. Also, they're saying when COVID happened, one of the industries that made a lot of money is porn industry. So being the business side of porn sense. is uh, actually it's a very uh, lucrative business. <laughs> It is very lucrative, and actually, it's the the whole thing is controlled by by a very small number of companies who, wow. who dominate the market all around the world. I mean, there's lots of kind of smaller sub producers, but the distribution uh, the distribution is controlled by uh, a, a very few um, a very few people, and all of the stuff that goes along with that, which is you know the 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 chat chat rooms and the women who are performing on webcams and wow. you know the 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 whole uh, yeah i mean if i if i'd wanted to make money that's I, I i guess i would have invested in that 30 years ago because you know that, that was an obvious place where huge huge amounts of revenue were being generated but i think it's deeply uh unhealthy yeah I mean, I'm I'm all for the for you know if if it helps people who are uh, are lonely or, or or whatever and who you know who it's the only outlet they're ever going to get. Well, you know th that's okay, and I don't have like I said I don't have a moral objection to it. What I what bothers me is the way that it gets in the gets in between people and stops a proper understanding of what it takes to be satisfied what one of the long-term effects of this i think um there's loads of reasons why relationships don't sustain for a long time but i think a lot of people because they have this idea that sex is always supposed to be exciting rather than deeply connected the excitement it's very difficult to to sustain excitement because excitement tends to depend on novelty mm -hmm. whereas deepening 
depends on kind of much more emotional and much more connectedness and the question yeah. you know I have heard people ask the question but how can you have this have sex with the same person for 30 or 40 or 50 years how can that possibly work and the reality is that if you have the right kind of approach to sex in relationship it gets better and it gets closer and it gets richer so, so some of the expectations some, and some of what actually happens physically out there in the real world is that even people who stay together they have less and less sex because they're they're no longer getting any real pleasure out of it and it's just something that okay you know maybe we'll do that once in a while because because he needs it or because i need it or because um you know it it doesn't seem right if we're not having sex but it's not truly fulfilling people and this is missing out on one of the deepest and richest areas of potential human happiness and i mean you 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 know you asked a question earlier around depression well it's not surprising if depression is as common as it is if one of the things that is not happening in people's lives is connection and sexual connection in in particular i mean it's it's almost like well it would wouldn't it you know that would cause depression if that's a big part of the way that people are are living their lives interesting so um, I'm, um, when I was doing the research, I came to this um, point that some of the, some of, like they were saying 71% of women, they're okay when their men are watching porn. Do you think that's, for a woman, that should be a tolerable action when your partner is watching porn? I don't know how I should act if a situation presents it myself i don't know how <laughs> i mean i don't know <laughs> i don't think uh, i don't think there's a simple answer to, to that but i would certainly be concerned that for women to being be giving that answer is a sign that because sex is not really fully fulfilling for them and they're quite happy if their man wants sex with them less that it's it's a kind of it's a negative side of what is happening in the relationship because it's the way a woman's way of saying oh well at least he's you know at least he's not going to be bothering me and so okay you know but also, John, it's very are, common. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, it's very common for there to be an imbalance in, mm-hmm. you know, that you have a woman who wants it more than the man does, or the man wants it more than the woman does. I mean, yeah. that can happen both ways round. And if that's an issue, then either party needs to be in a position where it's okay for them to take care of themselves. And whether that's a man watching porn or a, a woman buying a rabbit, it doesn't really matter what the what the result is you know there's a there's a choice it's like okay what 
do I want? What do I need? What is going to nourish me? And what is going to work for the dynamic that's been between the two of us? Um, you know, that's an interesting point. But also these women were saying, at least this man, I mean, if he has a very high sexual um, desire, then maybe um, the fact that he's at home, at least he's watching a porn star, it's not a real woman, or that's it, at least he's home, rather than, oh, he's out at the bar or in a you know, strip club or something, finding a <laughs> sexual partner for that night, for a one night stand. So th for them, the argument was for me, it's interesting that women are happy with a very low standards. They're saying, ah, at least the guy is not with someone else. It's with a, you know, an imagination. Well, it's, yeah, I mean, I mean that's an understandable point of view, but I, I see a lot of sadness in that. Beyond the question of whether men want more sex than, than women, it's, it's even, okay, you know, what is the purpose of yeah. sex in a relationship? And okay, you know, there's the traditional notion, well, it's really just for, for creating babies, or you can take it the view, well, it's just a biological need that one person or another might have and they need to meet that need. But that to me is not what really creates vibrant, loving yeah. relationships because it takes away from the notion that the connection is what is mattering and you know you you can't w one of the things that you could look on as different though is is that okay if you're if the woman doesn't want as much as the man does well or vice versa is it okay for you to be together while while one of you masturbates so one of the things about that happens around masturbation is that it, that it's always seen as that's something you go off and do on your own. Mm -hmm. There isn't the sense that okay, I don't want sex, but I can be with my partner while they give pleasure to themselves, and I can hold them, and I can. There's and there of course there's a lot that gets in the way of of that because people have so much guilt or all the stuff that you referred to earlier on about taboo that we're not at ease or in a state of innocence about our our, our sexual being so you know there's just so much in this which comes into what what's if if you take away procreation and if you take a, away the issue of biological need what is sex about between a man and a woman who are in a relationship? And from, from my perspective, what it's about is this is our closest part of our connection. This is part of our, our love for one another. It's a physicality of our love for one another. And so if that is less and less something which you are sharing in whichever, whatever way or for whatever reason, then 
that is taking some of the the juice and the flow and the pleasure out of the relationship itself. It's very true. It's like a, um, it's like a going to a fast food. <laughs> Instead of <laughs> going to a very fancy restaurant, you're going to fast food for your you know, sexual needs. And it's not fancy and it's not glamorous. <laughs> no, um, and okay, you know, most of us sometimes sometimes the fast food stuff actually feels like oh that, that's nice that's a change that's what we like but if you if you only exist on that on yeah. fast food mm. that that also doesn't nourish your body exactly i think porn really takes the poetic side of the sexual experience and desire and satisfaction that yeah, the poetic side of it, it's gone. It takes you to a very mechanical part, which is like, um, are we animals only? Or there, there has to be a pleasure, there has to be a foreplay, there has to be, you know, a, a dignity and honoring to this action, you know? And, totally, um, totally. So, are you arguing that porn can be addiction, addictive and it's part well, of it addiction? It certainly can. Mm. It certainly can for, for some uh, men. Mm-hmm. And actually, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that, you know, at a, uh, during a time in my life when I was between relationships, mm-hmm. I got caught into that myself. I actually... I sort of witnessed that happening in myself and I decided, you know, I, that's, that's not what I want. That's not how I wanted to, to be. And uh, there was a, a time in my life when I, dis- when I said, okay, I am going to be totally celibate for a month, even with myself. And that wasn't, that wasn't necessarily around. Um, I'm in, I mean, I've really been through this twice uh, in different forms. And the first time, it wasn't even around the kind of porn that we're typically talking about now, because I'm going back yeah. several decades to when that availability, you know, you didn't have the web, you didn't have everything you could get through, through that. So, you know, porn for, at that point was much more kind of magazines or erotic books. But the, the same thing applied really, uh, as far as I was concerned. And I, I kind of decided, okay, I'm going to go cold turkey on this because I don't like what this is, what, what this is causing me to be. And um, so, you know, I, if I have a strong point of view about its addictiveness, uh, that's not just based on research or anything else is based on that's what it felt like to me. Oh, wow. Do you think it's easy to get addicted to the porn? Yes, very. And a lot of it is because, you know, there is a huge um, physiological satisfaction that mm. comes with orgasm, you know, <laughs> Any, anybody who's had one knows that I don't I don't have to explain what that's like you know you know if you've had an orgasm you know what the pleasure is in that but 
one of the things about porn and masturbation is that it actually turns orgasm into the goal. So it's the only part of the pleasure. And uh, it makes it so that it's the only part of the pleasure even uh, in a relationship. So, you know, for many years, women's magazines were filled with articles about how to achieve simultaneous orgasms. I mean, they probably are still filled with that. I don't know. I haven't looked at one for a, a while. But it's like that the orgasm is is the goal and this is this is the success of sex as opposed to the the sensuality and the tenderness and the even in masturbation the love of my own body and the pleasure that my own body can give me before any orgasm kind of comes into the into the frame and this is where the tantric approach to sex is just so completely different than what happens in our own typical industrial industrial view of of sexuality and the mechanical you know, as you referred to before that yeah the 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 poetry the the love the how many different ways are there for me to receive pleasure from my own body wow very interesting actually now i'm very angry at porn industry a i'm very angry that they're making that much money <laughs> Without even doing much, <laughs> it's not very difficult to, I think, produce a porn video, maybe. And I'm very angry that, you know, it's polluting people's mind and imagination and understanding of themselves and ruining relationships. So, yeah, I'm very angry at porn industry, but I don't think, you know, it's very interesting. Uh, we have lobbies for... Um, like cigarettes, smoking, and guns. But I don't know if we have a lobby for porn industry because we feel like maybe physically uh, there is no damage. But I think the damage, the psychological damage, the emotional damage that a, a porn industry is causing to our men and women is significant. And um, it's sad that we're not looking at it in a more serious way and yeah i mean there has to be some rules and regulations to stop this industry because um who are we becoming with this industry we're becoming a bunch of i don't know yeah monkeys. I don't know. no yeah it turns us in to, to kind of yeah sexual consumers and mechanical sex robots but i don't actually think that the answer to this will ever be found in regulating the porn industry i think it's going to be it would be about as effective as prohibition was in the 1930s in america it all it does is drive everything underground just as i think i think prostitution should be legal and open and uh decriminalized because I don't uh, I don't think criminalization does anything at all to reduce the amount of it and actually the effect of it is you just get more abuse you get pimps who are exploiting women you get more disease you get all, all sorts of things so I'm I'm not except for the real extreme things which might be like you know like child porn or, or whatever I, I don't think legislation is uh, the answer. The answer is actually in 
um, shifting the perception that people have of themselves. It's an educational process. It's about how we teach or how we completely fail to teach children about um, anything beyond the, the kind of, well, this is, this is how men and women make babies and this is what you have to do to, to avoid getting pregnant when you don't mean to. And that's like, that, that's about the sum total of what you would get for sex education as, in, as I understand it in most uh, countries. We, we don't, we don't have anything that fills the gap between the sort of the romantic myth where everything happens by magic just because a man and a woman fall in love and therefore the sex is absolutely <laughs> and the poor and the, yeah the cinderella story or the porn at the other end there is nothing in between about mm. what is it for normal ordinary people to have real joy from their own bodies and from the bodies of each other it's not and it's not rocket yeah. science you know th this is so i'm not angry with the porn industry i am yeah. I, I find it sad i find it sad yeah. what we've created in our image of what sex is and it's a particularly a western thing it's particularly uh, something which has come up ar around 2000 years of you know christian suppression of of sex you wouldn't find that you know, you wouldn't find that, for instance, in, in India, where there's a totally different tradition of mm. what the perception is of and how sex works. And it is it is more normal in the culture for that to be present. Um, so do you think people who have more tendency to addiction in general, their character have a more tendency to be addicted in something? Do you think they have a higher chance to get addicted to porn? My guess is yes. I, I can't say that I have the knowledge to say that, but I think, um, yeah, I think the root psychological causes of addiction can take people in all the different forms. So it can be gambling addiction, it can be alcohol, it can be drugs, it can be porn. I think. I, th I think the feeling that people have that somehow they need to gratify something that is missing inside them. I think there's a route to that. Well, that's what feels to me. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, we're going to have a session that we're going to talk about addiction and we're going to go very deep in it and to understand what's the problem, the psychological effect of it. But for today's conversation for porn, it's interesting. And I just want to, I want you to help us to navigate how we will understand if you're addicted to porn. I mean, I'm sure watching porn here and there is not a problem, maybe, <laughs> but being addicted to it. So I want people to realize if they are addicted to porn and how they can reduce it. You said uh, if you just go cold turkey, like for six weeks, you're going to be back to normal. Or <laughs> that's Well, that's certainly known to be true for men who are having a, a, a dysfunction and who are, for whom it's creating impotence. I, mean, I think people actually know uh, if they're addicted. I mean, and, and if, you're, if you're uncertain, then just, just, just stop and see what what happens and how you feel 
because that will soon tell you with anything whether you're addicted you know that um and people who are not addicted can give it up just like that it's it's really quite straightforward i think the um yeah i i so i think the issue in a way is are you if you're a couple are you able to turn each other on are you able to get turned on for a for a, a, a session of, of of sex without porn you know is it just something that you do from time to time as okay you know this is a, a little bit of a you know it gives us a buzz or um we, we can pretend to be these people on on screen and see what it's like to do it the way they do or whatever you know that, that's fine it's just a form of of play and it's it's harmless and there are yeah one of the things that i haven't talked about but i should um particularly for the sake of um of any men who are listening but perhaps also for the sake of women is the issue of um of size because penis size is quite a sensitive subject for men mm-hmm. and porn stars they are all in the range which is significantly above normal significantly above average so there is a picture presented that in order to be um in order to be a stud in order to satisfy a, a woman in order to be sexually desirable i have I have to have a bigger penis than I do. And I mean, as you said, I mean, this applies to women too, who are going out and having breast enlargement or whatever. Um, And, you know, which, I mean, is all so completely unproductive. Mm -hmm. Okay, occasionally, if you have a real thing about it, and it's a, a kind of a hang up, well, it might make you feel better about yourself and you might, there's, there's a range of people for whom that might be true. For the majority of people for whom it's not a deep hang up, it's something which is much more kind of corrupting of their relationship with themselves, their satisfaction yeah. with their own bodies, um, the, the belief that uh, and I think we've talked a little bit about this in in a, a previous conversation. The notion about what a, an attractive woman is and how that has actually changed with fashion. You know, there were times when buxom and well endowed was was fashionable, and there were times when skinny was really fashionable. And you know that that comes and goes. But the thing for men around penis size is that also focuses the idea of what the pleasure in sex is going to be and it might take women in this direction too into thinking that it's all around what is happening in a few kind of square inches that are down around the groin that this is what is going to make the difference as to whether I am uh, going to be satisfied Mm -hmm. or turned on whereas most people know that you know nipples are erogenous zones and the whole body can be an erogenous zone if 
treated the, the right way. And so that the size of the penis is not a totally determining factor as to whether sexual satisfaction is possible. Also to recognize that it's that just, uh, I, many people I think don't know that the structures, structures that the, the penis is made from are the same structures that the, uh, the, the vagina is made from. So you have the same tissues. It's like if you imagine that the penis is taken and it's kind of turned inside out and so it's not only men, in a sense, who can get aroused. A man can, ha can have an erection, that's a very visible process. But a woman who is aroused, the blood is going to fill the, uh, the kind of spongy tissues that are in uh, the, the lining of, of the vagina. And so it's not just whether the man can get big enough to meet the woman. It's also whether the time can be taken to get women to where they can also grow to meet the man. And so if you're going for quick sex, if you're not going, if you're not working with the natural rhythms of the body, that will mean that women don't even get the opportunity to experience what that can can be and to the connection that comes when you're you're kind of synchronized in that process interesting oh wow fascinating uh yeah so john let's give a one like or not one couple of tips for couples that um, one of the partner is watching porn and they're you know they're not happy with it so how can someone deal with that how can that, how can they address it to their partner that they they're watching porn a lot and they don't want him or her to watch porn or they're not feeling comfortable with that without damaging the relationship <laughs> Right. <clears throat> so I think what's critical in, in having that kind of conversation is to recognize that taking something away from people is not going to approve, improve the situation. So if, if a woman is experiencing that with the man, then she has to be willing to give the time and the attention to finding different ways of making sure that the man has a reason to be with her mm -hmm. but that that has to be built around it being more satisfying for her because otherwise she's just kind of doing it as a sacrifice and a manipulation and it's giving her no pressure no pleasure mm -hmm. so there's a vulnerability that comes with that that to to actually draw the man into a place where if you're the woman in a situation where you are willing to say, I want something different and I'm not putting you down for the fact that sex has not been satisfying for me. I recognize that sex has not been satisfying for me also because either I don't know enough about my body or because I haven't been willing to communicate to you what I need and to grow and nurture that 
in the way that we have sex together and so that can take that can take time you have to be willing to build that as something which is specific to this is what turns me on and what i what i need you to know about me but it can also be a journey that people can do together because there are you know there are plenty of good uh, books out there about how to get more pleasure from from sex and so to be willing to do that as an action that you take together or maybe that is an action that one of you in order to prepare yourself for a conversation that you're going to have together and a journey that you're going to take together nice um it's interesting and i'm gonna bring one point and i think we have to wrap it up um some women uh they were saying um they look at porn i mean if they part their partner is watching porn they think that partner is cheating so because they're already cheating with their emotion and with their brain do you think that's true well i think if that's what they feel then it's true for them and mm. so what you know what i think about it doesn't actually matter and energetically i would say that there is an underlying truth to that that they are taking their sexual energy somewhere else but you know coming back to what i said before you really have to take some responsibility for what's happening that has created that situation within you as a as a couple and if you go into blame and it's your fault and you're doing it wrong that's not going to make anything any better it's something that you really have to go deeper with yourself and look at okay what's my part in this shared problem nice and also i'm going to tell to women maybe if they realize this is really an addiction from their man's i mean if they're they think the man has a real addiction to porn then maybe he might have a addiction to other things as well so they have to kind of look deeper to this um, element to it and not just pass by it very easily no do you think so well i think i think always looking underneath is a good place to to start and going deeper into what's happening and being willing to to, to talk and communicate talk about it and have it out in the open whatever it whatever it is i mean that's true i think of any issue in relationship the more that you hide it the the less chance you have of resolving it. it yeah very nice john it was very lovely yeah. and interesting and very informative um I will get back I we will get back with our audience next week. Thank you for your time and thank you audience for tuning in. Till next time. Ciao. Thanks. <laughs> bye bye.